Geeks, and welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks. And where to find them? I'm Brizzy Voices. And I'm Tessa Netting. In today's episode, we are talking about the play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Cursed Child. Cursed There's the child. child. Cursed Child that is cursed. By the way, guys, here's a little insert from the future. We recorded this episode last week, yes. but but we're here now from the future because the Tonys just happened. Just happened. And the Cursed Child won six Tonys. Six Tony Awards. Oh, six of their ten nominations. That is more Tony Awards yeah. than Oscars. The Harry Potter franchise has more Tony Awards now than they have Oscars. Yeah. That's crazy. So they got best lighting design for a play, best sound design for a play, best costume design for a play, best scenic design for a play, all the designs, basically, best direction of a play, and best play. Best play! Hey, yeah, man. Heck yeah. Woo! So, so proud of them. Okay. We love you, Chris Child. We love you. Back to the episode. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a two-part stage play written by Jack Thorne based on an original new story by Jack Thorne, John Tiffany, and the queen herself, J.K. Rowling. The story begins 19 years later after the events of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and follows Harry Potter, now a Ministry of Magic employee, and his younger son, Albus Severus Potter, who is about to attend Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The play began at the Palace Theatre in London in 2016 and now is currently playing on Broadway. At the Lyric Theater. And just so you guys know, in this podcast, we are not keeping the secrets, okay? There will be spoilers yes. in We've, the podcast. We waited so long. We just waited to, a long yeah, time. Yeah, because we, we believe in keep the secrets. Yes, we waited years, many we, moons. We don't even really tweet about Cursed Child. Like, but this is, this is where it all comes out. This so, is it. This is it. This is the moment. <laughs> And today we have a special guest with us, Michaela Bryce. Yeah! Hi. Michaela is an actress, a fellow Potterhead, and one of our very dear friends and my roommate. Hey. And Michaela, can you please tell the people your Hogwarts house and a little bit about yourself? I'm a Gryffindor, and I am a massive Harry Potter enthusiast, <laughs> borderline obsessional, obsessional, um, <laughs> and a big cosplayer, and just kind of all-around nerdy person. Yay! Yeah. One of us. <laughs> She's also very small, just like me. Yes, the tiny people. It's, yes. It's fine. Crew <laughs> under 5'2". Yes, crew under 5'2". Exactly. <laughs> totally. Okay, so Michaela, what is your sort of thoughts, and actually, let's all start out how did we first hear about Cursed Child? Like, where were you? Do you remember the moment when it was announced? Like, when you like the day Michael Jackson died. <laughs> was that it? No, no, no. no like, it's just was... like everyone knows where they were when Michael Jackson died. That's no. true. That is wow. true. That's really <laughs> weird. I never thought about that before, but it is true. Do you guys remember, or like, do you remember what you thought about when you first saw the announcement? No. I don't remember I don't remember. I remember because Lynn tweeted me and was like, Tessa, are you okay? And tweeted me the link <laughs> to Cursed Child. And I saw it and was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a Harry Potter play. That's Harry Potter. And like in London on the West End, all my favorite things in one. But yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda literally tweeted me that. That's how I saw it for the first that's time. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's like the youest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But like, that's how I figured it out. But I was excited. Like, I was initially mm -hmm. very, like, over the moon excited because Broadway and Harry Potter. Yeah, are, like, theater. The, yeah. My favorite things. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I wish I could remember that, but mm -hmm. I don't. I just remember all the marketing and all the articles right. being like Harry Potter 8, next Harry Potter book, right. new Harry Potter book. And I like, even from the beginning, I was like, they, it literally says a play. This yeah. is not a book. Stop that marketing. Oh yeah. I remember. Cause it was like over the summer when it came out, like they mm -hmm. came out with the book of it yeah. and it was like, there's a new Harry Potter book and like strangers would be like, did you hear there's a new Harry Potter book? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, no, everyone's yeah. being so misled. It was the best selling book of 2016 though. That's oh, crazy. isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. Yeah. Best selling book. Yeah. Uh, literally that's what they said. It's, I looked it up and that's what it said. And I'm like, 
lies. Mm-hmm. Not a book. <laughs> okay. Not a book. Yeah. Not a book. Oh but my God. that was, I think, where the problems began of people comparing it to the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looked like a Harry Potter book. It felt like it a felt Harry. It felt like a Harry Potter it book. Did. We were at GeekyCon we the night it came out. I remember, and it was like this big deal. And I remember the next morning, mm-hmm. like walking out just into like the hotel and seeing, like I hadn't seen this in years. Since, right. Like the seventh Harry Potter came out. Right. Seeing yeah. people like sitting like. Everyone just sitting by like pillars and just on the floor just reading. Like everyone was reading. Yeah. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Like it was just this magical feeling. Right. But like that being said, it, it was, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little yeah. bit different. It just like like the air, like the magical vibe was the same. Yeah. Right. I went to Barnes and Noble, you know, like a midnight thing and people were dressed up and it was like everyone was like playing Harry Potter games and <laughs> singing Potter Puppet Pals or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, like, whoa, we're back in 2007. How did yeah. this happen? Yeah. And then there was the dilemma that we had oh. to go through. Oh, yeah. Of are we going to read this? Because we already had tickets. Or are we going to wait to see it? Yeah. Because when did it come out? It came out. Ju- his birthday. Ju- yeah. That's yeah, right. July 31st. Right. Yeah. And then we were seeing it in uh, October. October 2nd. So <laughs> that was like. Just long enough to drive me absolutely insane. (laughs) But, like, the first week, that was the hardest. Because everyone was taking, like, Instagrams with their cursed child, like, play. And you couldn't read it. I couldn't read Uh. it. I couldn't. But the internet was good with spoilers, though. I didn't get spoiled at all. Isn't that amazing? Like, the only thing that I probably would have been spoiled on, Mm -hmm. I I did read it immediately Mm -hmm. because I'm... too scared of spoilers mm-hmm. and Harry Potter is very like if you spoil Harry Potter I will kill you um, <laughs> I mean it's been 10 years now you can talk about whatever you years. want <laughs> Snape killed Dumbledore sorry <laughs> um, no. but like ugh, I was too scared of spoilers because it was like a next chapter yeah. of Harry Potter an add on to Harry Potter I knew yeah. it wasn't Harry Potter 8 but I I did I wanted to experience it all myself before right. anyone just told me Bellatrix had a kid. Ah! Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no. Yeah, but the so the only thing that would have been spoiled for me was that Albus was sorted into Slytherin, and even that, like, I would have been bummed to like right. even hear that. Right. But I, I probably should have waited and just dealt with that minorest of spoilers. It was also kind of fun though because we were there and like I hadn't seen it, but you knew mm-hmm. it was happening and I had no idea. So you at least got to see like me like yeah. experiencing it for the first time and just being completely in awe. But Michaela, did you? You did not read it either. Did not read it. Waited till November. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. I saw it the day after the 2016 presidential election. It was. <laughs> it was just so much at one time, you guys. <laughs> My little brain was like, oh my God. (laughs) A lot. That is a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I know. I got one spoiler, which I was so mad about because it was from a kid I babysat too, who didn't even read Harry Potter. And she was like, oh, by the way, I heard. And I was like, um, yeah, it was just one, the one that you were saying, Brizzy, that Albus was sorted into Slytherin. Oh, wow. That was, it wasn't that bad. I was just kind yeah. of like, but after that, like, I got off Tumblr. Yeah. I didn't check Twitter. Like, yeah. I was really good about not, like, yeah. I didn't want spoilers. Right. I feel like that's what people would spoil, though, and feel like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, like, people can... think, like, oh, it's so tiny, not a big deal. Right. No, oh it's a God. big deal, man. <laughs> the whole epilogue is about he doesn't want to be Slytherin, and now you've just revealed that he is. Right. Right, exactly. And Michaela, you've actually, you're very rare because you've (laughs) not only seen the London production, but you've also seen the Broadway production. Twice. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. What are, like, are both of them great? Are they different at all? Like, were they both, like, what was your experience seeing both of them? Well, like I said, the London was, it was a completely different experience Mm -hmm. because, Having not read it, like, I went to London being like, oh, my God, like, I wonder where this is going to be. I only had the one spoiler. Right. You know, and I was also, like, I think I had a fever. I was jet lagged. It was the day after the election. So there was just, like, I was in a really weird, like, brain space. But the entire time, I remember I was just so, like, 
overwhelmed by the story. Like mm-hmm. I was like the production was incredible and I remember thinking like wow this is really amazing but mm-hmm. I was seeing it with a friend who had read it mm-hmm. and she was definitely enjoying herself more than I was mm-hmm. because she could appreciate like this is so magical like look at these effects like the mm-hmm. acting oh. whereas I was completely like trying to get every little detail of the I story because it yeah. was like my version of reading it for the first time. Right. So I was just kind of like what? Yeah. <laughs> right. What? Interesting. I, what? Yeah. Cedric? What? It was so, it was just a really weird experience. Mm-hmm. Did you have um, any of that, Tessa? No. But I think it's, it's be- funny as like the Ravenclaw versus the Gryffindor yeah. was stuck on the details. I I don't know. It was the same when I saw Hamilton. I didn't feel like too overwhelmed. I I think it's because I'm used to seeing theater a lot, and I love like when it hits you. Because I'm a type of person that waits to like listen. Like with Hamilton, I did listen to it beforehand. But with every other theater, I wait until I see the show before I listen to the Broadway cast recording. So I think I was used to like everything hitting me at once. I don't know. But I I loved it. It was like all the emotions. I also think that's why I didn't have as many problems with it is because I didn't pick apart the plot as much because I didn't care about the plot. I cared about the characters and cared about the spectacle that I was seeing. That's how I felt the second time. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, like, yeah, so when I went to see it on Broadway, I was like, I totally was prepared for what I was about to see. You know, like, I knew what was going to happen in the story. I knew I was ready for that. Mm -hmm. And then I could just appreciate it. And I Mm -hmm. loved it so much more. Like, it was completely magical, like, everything it should have been because I wasn't the added element of, like, processing like right. this next part of the story or like is this the canon is this not canon like that whole situation it was just like the acting is incredible the production's incredible like this is magic I'm in Hogwarts yeah yay. that's so. what that's what we, like we both felt we both had a really like intense experience yeah amazing <laughs> I was so emotional I was just blown away by the entire yeah. thing I had so many emotions I didn't I wasn't spoiled. I didn't know that Delphi was gonna come in in the end. I was so shocked. Yeah, same. I was the so shocked. And <laughs> even like, you know, with the two parts, how they change all the scenery. Yeah, and, and the they'd merch. merch. Uh, I was like, <laughs> holy crap! Like, ah, uh, I was in heaven. Best special effects I have ever seen on stage. Ever. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> better, you guys. better than the transformation of Beast in Beauty and the Beast. I saw that wow. and it doesn't compare like no. at all. It's like truly magic. Like I don't, I you keep don't telling understand. people, like, go see it. It's magical. It's so, like, I can't. I went to see something like right afterwards right. and I, I think it was like, like, I don't want to say what show it was, but it was, but it was not nearly as impressive. It was yeah. just like they used screens for all of it, and I was mm-hmm. like, really? <laughs> After Curse Chat, okay, okay, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Tony's are coming up. Let's see who wins. Like, it was just that was very. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen, like yeah. on stage ever, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like my favorite like moments. <gasps> the Dementors. Holy yes. crap. Mm-hmm. The puppetry. Yeah. Like that was re- a lot. Yeah. And just. I want to know how they do everything yeah. though. Like I you know. Wonder? Behind the scenes. Come oh, on. I want to know so bad. So bad. I'm like They're... scheming. I want to go backstage. I'm like <laughs> coming up with schemes. Yeah. Just to find out how they do all the magic. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different. You I know, like know everyone. Yeah. yeah. Try to figure it out. Like the poly juice. Like you can kind of see that. You know what I mean? But the like, phone booth. Oh. They just yes. the phone booth. Like, shrink oh into it. God. God. That was that was the one that I was like I can't even like how? come up with a theory of how they did this. I don't even I, know. I spend time. Like in my day, thinking about like how theories <laughs> of how they could have possibly done that. Like I like to occupy myself. Like Ugh. I wonder. Like, oh my god. So yeah. Rizzy, did you you had like a positive sort of experience uh-huh. over the whole thing and really enjoyed it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't like this is great, but yeah. I was like, this was fun. Yeah. I'm enthralled. I'm mm-hmm. in. Like yes, this is so interesting. I, I'm you know, just like on the edge of my seat, at least while I was reading it and obviously later, but I knew what was happening when I was watching it. Right. But while I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what what are they doing? Oh my gosh. And, but I remember reading it and being like, there's reading the descriptions of what was happening and being like, they're underwater. What are they oh going to do? Yes. The <laughs> how underwater. are they? <laughs> I'm like, how are they 
possibly putting this on stage? How are they making Dementors fly everywhere? How are they making all of this magic They happen? did it. Literally. <laughs> Nailed it. The underwater, I think probably out of everything, that blew my mind the most. That did? Because when there was like a little pool. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then he jumps like back in the pool. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you did that. Like, oh my God. I just, I'm like losing it. Yeah, definitely. And... Did your opinion, I guess I can't say you because you didn't read it, but did your opinion change from reading it to seeing it? Because I know some people have negative feelings with just reading it, and they're like, should I even, like, see this? Oh. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's, like, what it's made for. Come on, mm-hmm. guys. It is It is made not to be read. It is made to right. be seen, which is why I had, right. I had the... Just the, the the conflict of should I wait to experience this in the way it was meant to be experienced? Right. So it, it was a mix of that and spoilers. But, right. Um, but it's made to be viewed on stage. Yeah. Like it's meant to be read as it's a It's like you're not giving it its proper shot yes. if you're not seeing it. Right. Right. And it's like it stinks because like we said, people were reading it as a Harry Potter book. But like when you're reading a play, like the plot usually doesn't make that much sense in place. The plot doesn't matter as much as the characterizations. It doesn't matter as much as like the emotional like, Arc, yeah, journey. Exactly, yeah. of the characters. And did that happen for all these characters? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the plot was all over the place. I'll give yes. it that. But, like, the characters, they all, like, went through some intense, like, stuff. Yeah. No, that's kind of my full, like, I don't know, just opinion on, like, the as a whole mm-hmm. is I think everything with the characters I love, like, or the new characters, you know, right. like, the family aspect with, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, the father and son kind of thing. I mm-hmm. thought that was really beautiful, really well done. I totally cried at the end. But it was, like, all the other stuff, like, yeah. the, the extra stuff that I think that they kind of took, like, they reused a lot of ideas mm-hmm. from, like, the original series. Right. That I was, like, that we didn't need that because the best part of the story for me was just the characters. Right. Right. Definitely. So, two parts? Two parts! Two parts! It is two plays. They two were like, we can't do plays. this in one play. We gotta make it two full-length plays with their own intermissions, right? Yeah. yeah. So four acts. Yeah. And we saw it on the same day. Did you see it on the same no, day? No, I've never seen it on the same day. Really? Yeah, all three times it was two different days. And I'm really glad about it. Oh, wow. my gosh. I would not be able oh to handle gosh. that. What would you have done <laughs> if it was like Umbridge walks in and this and you have to sit with that overnight? I would have freaked out. <laughs> Thank God. I would have ruined our trip. <laughs> I would have been a mess. Oh, oh my God. No, it was nice because we went and like saw it and then we had dinner, like a little in between, and then we saw it at night. And I was like, great, full day of Harry Potter. Like, give it all to me. Yeah. It was the best. Holy crap. But you're like emotionally exhausted by the end of it, but. Exactly. No, I didn't want to be emotionally exhausted. Oh, I, I wanted, like oh my God, I wanted to <laughs> stretch that out mm. as long as I possibly That's could. That's interesting. Now I feel like I would maybe like oh, see it over yeah. two days because well, I know what's not, happening. Yeah, if you're not waiting like to see like what's going to happen next right. week, if you know it's going to happen, right. then like the experience, like I went to that first preview for, mm. for Broadway, which was so exciting because like the whole audience was like charged. Like, it was all the fans. Like, people waited outside for 10 hours to get, like, cheap tickets. It was just so great. And that was over two days. It was, like, a Thursday and a Friday. And, um, and, or maybe Friday and Saturday. Sorry. Anyway. But it was really, it was really good because it just extended the excitement. Right. Like, like, you're just, you finish and you're like, okay, like, it's midnight. I'm going to go home. But then you're like, but we get to come back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, you're so excited. Like, you know, whenever you see an amazing play, you just want to go back the next day. And then you can. Right. And I I love that. I can't believe they changed the merch. It still is, like, the best thing. It's like Umbridge taking over and Voldemort taking over extended into our real world by changing all the merch and Mm. all the visuals of the... Lobby was so cool. That's such a fun thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciated it. The details. My My Raven claws. (laughs) But I mean, for those who don't know, right? But when the first part ends, they change the merch over from like, oh, Hogwarts houses to like Death Theater merch and oh, Voldemort is. Voldemort and Valor. Yeah, Voldemort and Valor. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, in Cursed Child, Harry may not like pigeons. But we know he loves owls! Ah! 
<laughs> Welcome to the Owlry, where we answer questions and give advice based on your submissions from Twitter, Facebook, and email. Make sure you're following us at Fantastic Geeks on Twitter and find a group on Facebook. Links will be in the description. Let's look at our first owl from Twitter. This comes from Looney McGonagall. Uh, if Bellatrix is married to Rodolphus, then how did she have a daughter with Voldemort? And did Rodolphus know about it? That's like an intense... I mean, Just, Bellatrix is married to Rodolphus. Yeah. But sh- they're not, like, in love. <laughs> She's in love with Voldemort. I think that's pretty clear. I know, but he's him. not in love with her. No. Well, no. But you think he is? No. Oh, my God. No, he's incapable of yeah, love. Yeah, he can't love. He's, he can't love. That's, like, the whole thing. No, I, yeah, well. But, I mean, he can have a child he, without yes. loving. Yep. Yes. Yep. But, that can happen. I will, like, Rodolphus, it does say Rodolphus knew about it. There's right. a line I think Delphi says in the show when she's like, oh, like, Rodolphus was so happy to give over, like, his wife as, like, a vessel or something ah! weird like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Rodolphus is the one who reached out to her and told her that she was the son of Voldemort. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, so he's aware of the situation. Yeah. I, I really feel like Bellatrix and Rodolphus were just married because they were both powerful uh, right. pure blood families and they're like oh, this is what true. we do yeah yeah, they're like yeah. friends <laughs> they're like yeah we'll do this alright yeah they're it's, both you know, death eaters pure blood similar interests but what do you think about like Voldemort having like a child I it's it, I like it in one sense that it's like yes, I must have my own heir and whatever, and I will do this just to have right. the baby, but I don't care about the process. And right. I just Or, like, really loving the kid, obviously. Right. But then there's also the fact that Voldemort's whole thing was never dying, so it's like, right. you don't need an heir if you're never gonna right. die. Right, right. Yeah. That's, like, what you're thinking. Yeah. That's kind of where I was conflicted, too, because it's like, oh, heir of Slytherin, like, I want an heir just like Slytherin. Yeah. But it's like, I want to live forever. I don't want to deal, like, what if my child tries tries to, like, kill me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. People are totally paranoid about that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like Greek Greek myths and stuff. That's, it's happened before. <laughs> yeah, hey, gotta be careful, You make it sound like that's, like, an everyday issue people are worried it's, about. I know a lot of interesting people. Right? Day to day, you know. Gotta watch out for those kids, man. Watch out for the, I do a lot of babysitting, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I... I think it was an interesting twist. I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, I was probably, that's the thing I think that shocked me the most. Uh When I, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, no. I just didn't, I was not, I just didn't believe it. Did you like Delphi as a character? I liked her as like a fun character before, like in uh, part when one. When she was like fun when and When she like was like cool. fun and cute and yeah. their friend and like Albus was like kind of into her and I was like, oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. Um, but then she changed very abruptly in part two <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And I was less into her because I think it was just the whole, yeah, the whole idea of Voldemort having a daughter, at least having a child, I think is like really, like it's just not, I don't know, I initially just had a really kind of strange yeah. reaction to that. I just didn't seem plausible based on the whole idea that he's incapable of love. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that he wouldn't, like, want an heir and, like, you know, be able to do that. It's just that I don't think that's something that... I just can't see Voldemort, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just even being interested at all. He was so focused on himself. He's so... You know what I mean? Yeah. I just... I just... I don't know. Personally, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I liked... I currently present tense like Delphi as a character even Uh though she's very surface level she's kind of like the manic pixie dream girl of villains in a like in a like (laughs) Harley Quinn like oh I'm so quirky crazy but I'm evil sort of way which I, I feel like is like the manic pixie dream girl equivalent that's like the perfect oh description colored of hair and whatever yeah. and uh yeah but but that's so fun to me i love characters like uh, that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah being evil is so fun yeah. i like hazel is so insane like so but, yeah crazy. it's like a bellatrix thing too definitely so like i loved delphi but it's because i love overly intense crazy 
insane characters. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why a lot of people wouldn't like her because she's so over the top in the second like act. It's, it's like just, too it much abrupt. for some people. Like I, it didn't make sense. Like because she was so low key and chill, and I get mm. I, that was an act, but it was just kind of like a lot at one time. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? it felt like a different character, or just like it was such like a sharp left turn, you know? Mm. So that was weird for me. Yeah. Okay. Next question comes from Resting Cat Face. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your least favorite character in the play, and why? And this can also include like a characterization of you know Harry, Ron, or Hermione, or someone that we already know. So, who did you guys not like as much? Uh, trolley lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even counting her as a character, but She's yeah. yeah, definitely. Trolley lady is just like jaw on the floor. WTF? <laughs> like, what am I reading? Is this a dream? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that was so weird, you guys. Uh, yeah, okay, her um, for me. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it, I really did not like the way they characterized uh, Snape. Interesting. At, in, yeah, part two, mm-hmm. I thought it was completely unrealistic to Snape's character. Mm. And also kind of McGonagall. Um, she's kind of, they change her into sort of a very silly, kind of whimsical type lady. She's like, oh, he, 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 you know, just kind of like going along with things. And she's supposed to be really strict and mm-hmm. just kind of like fierce, you know. And... Um, the way that, like, the Golden Trio, they're talking to her and they're just having conversations, like, with these, like, their former professors and calling them by their first names yes. really casually. But that can happen, though. That's what, That's like, you don't so weird. get. I but can't that call my former teachers by their first names. I can't. But it's like, what if you were working with them, though? You know? know? Like, if you're a professor there or if you're, like, in the ministry, like, I know it feels weird, but... <laughs> Like, they might have to interact with her on a normal level. Like, maybe she's strict because we've only seen her from a child's point of view. Okay, but then, sure. Okay, McGonagall, fine. However, I agree Snape, with Snape was, like, resurrected. And then they're just treating him like, oh, Severus. And he's just talking right back. Like, yeah, we're old buddies. I'm like, wait, no, no. Because nothing's <laughs> changed. Like, you can't. Like, it was just the, the most weird. I don't know. Like, it doesn't fit with his character at all. Yeah. Just suddenly be, like, really chummy with, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just odd. Yeah, I didn't like that. Mm. Uh, as far as mischaracterization, it's also interesting to me to think about how Cedric Oh, yes. I know that's one of, probably one of the biggest complaints of Cursed Child. Right. And I didn't hate it because I just found it so interesting to, like, imagine. Right. Um, And I don't think you can say definitively that's impossible, that would never happen. Mm Because you don't know. This is a fictional character. It's not even your character. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what he's capable of. So to me, it's just, it's interesting to imagine that that's possible. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, like, a lot, though. That's something, like, being embarrassed in a tournament could, like, turn his life upside down and turn him to the dark side. That's well, crazy. Especially for a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And for Cedric Diggory. Yeah. I think it just kind of puts, like, a smudge on his character. Do yeah. you think? Like, that's, yeah, like, he'd be, like, a different person if being humiliated a little bit, I mean, a lot, I guess, would drive you to suddenly become a serial killer. Yeah, I... Right? I think that was, like, Cedric was a little too much for me because for a lot of Hufflepuffs, like, before Newt came around, Cedric was, like, their guy. Like, it'd be like if Luna went, like, completely evil and, like, I would not be able to deal with that. (laughs) That would be, like, a lot. And I'd be like, that's not her. Right, well, because he, that's, it's, he died, you know, and it's like he he stood for yeah. all the good things about Hufflepuff, and you know, like he died like a hero in that way, and that's really wonderful to think about, especially like for all of Hufflepuff House. And so then to kind of change it and be like, well, actually, like if he was just embarrassed, he would have become a Death Eater. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Also, I have another like when Harry found out about Cedric, I was expecting a bigger reaction from Harry I Potter. Don't, I don't remember what... Yeah, what... When, like, Harry, like, finds out what they're doing, like, as an adult, like, oh, like, Cedric was a Death Eater, like, when he found out about oh, him. You know, because Harry had, like, a huge emotional connection to Cedric, like... You know, he used to have dreams about him, and he, like, really was, like, that was a lot for him to handle. So I was expecting, like, a larger just 
you know, reaction from him rather yeah, than I just, I guess like, so, considering I don't remember the moment. Yeah, same. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, he found out the information, and he was more, I mean, I guess he was more worried about his kids. But it's like, <laughs> right. I still feel like that would be, like, a shocking thing to realize that, like, you yeah. know, Yeah, I mean, he was Diggory. really concerned. I remember in that part, he's, like, really concerned right. about being, like, how many people have to die for the boy who exactly. lived. And he's like, oh, angst, angst, Harry, with yes. angst. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, the Cedric moment just kind of glazes right yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Him. They like because he was so in that like angst moment that yeah, he, didn't he just have didn't even think about an emotional. It. That's why you don't even remember it because he <laughs> just was remember. in that angsty, <laughs> angsty Harry phase. <laughs> Wizard angst, guys. Wizard <laughs> angst. <laughs> Next owl comes from Facebook and comes from Adam. Which time travel do you prefer, the singular timeline of Prisoner or the alternate timelines of Cursed Child? Bonus, do you think more fans would be accepting of the time travel if Prisoner hadn't already used the different form of time travel? I like Prisoner of Azkaban, like, time travel, because it's fun to see the person, like, see yourself (laughs) and be like, oh, I need to avoid this person that I'm, like, seeing, and I, like, this is, this is the one timeline, and, like... it's just, it's easier to follow. I mean, that's follow. still a factor in alternate timelines, avoiding yourself. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's more like, that's what you're mainly focused on. I don't know if that's... I don't think that's... I don't know if that's relevant. I don't think it was different because I remember in the end, Delphi says, like, well, we can't go back to the second task. That one's already too clogged up with, like, different versions of us. So right. We're going to the third task, which, like, happens at the end. So clearly there are multiple versions, you know, right. multiple time. I don't know how you say it. Right. Um, of everyone, like... In all the alternate realities. Yeah. But I don't know what else is different. I I just feel like it makes it more confusing and it makes it like... It is more of a mind like blowing thing like this already happened. But it already happened because in the future I'm going to do it. But I haven't even like done it yet. And it's but it's already happened and it's happened. What? It's just like (laughs) it's way too like Rick and Morty like for Uh me. You know how they have like all the different realms of Rick and Morty where it's like oh we messed up this one now we can just go to this realm and it's like like the alternate reality yeah like that's too much and it's too like oh we messed up this one because it seemed like they were like oops we messed this up let's do it again yeah and it's like that should hold more weight that you like really messed this up rather than like oh we can just try it again in like a different to like undo it they had to like undo it right by like using right. like they like deflated Cedric or something like that. right because that was like so intense in Prisoner of Azkaban like yeah. that was the timeline and that was they couldn't mess that up like yeah. they have one shot well that's to... why everyone was freaking out I think about the whole fact they're like oh the Ministry has a time turner and then like right. Hermione like took it and it was a whole thing but then Draco was like do you really think that was the only time turner mm-hmm. like at the end it was crazy it was a I lot. mean I guess it is interesting to think maybe it's just because it's a new time turner that goes back longer that. Mm-hmm alternate timelines are possible Mm. and when you're only going back a few hours it's not going to splinter off in the same way Mm. maybe that's that's just how it goes (laughs) yeah i just can't even believe that they just made a very potter sequel (laughs) 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 into it like they just used the same time turner thing and why would they even I don't know if I I would not use time turners if I could rewrite Cursed Child. It's risky, yeah. man. It's like it's a risky plot device. That's a plot device that I feel like a lot of people were just like, "Why are you even bringing this into the Harry Potter universe?" Yeah, I completely agree because also in doing that, it forces you to go back and rehash things that have already happened. When I just wanted new things, like yeah. I was really excited to see like like what's gonna happen next. You know, like this is about you know their children, so let's see like right. what their story is. I don't want to go back to the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. I want to go back. We were this already happened. We already did yeah. this. Don't mess with perfection. Like that was <laughs> a perfect story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just, I want to see like these new characters in their separate journeys. No, that like, makes forward. sense. Yeah, I kind of felt like that uh, through a lot of it. I was like I. I don't really care so much about seeing the trio doing all this. I'm like, I just yeah. want to watch Scorpio and Albus at Hogwarts living their lives. Yeah, I I loved them. Oh, I ship it. Scorbus. <laughs> do, do we all ship Scorbus? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm like, we're all in agreement because I love them <laughs> so uh, much. ATP. <laughs> uh, well, for me, it was. 
was a lot because like I shipped Drary and then oh this was like another Drary. It's like Drary's like second chance, like <laughs> a second chance of Drary. And it was like all there. But it was also bad because I also shipped like adult Drary, like when they were like dueling, <laughs> when they were like dueling each other. That was so much sexual tension oh in that moment. God. Are you kidding me? I did not think about it. Oh. Mm, well, I think this is a new thing, Tessa. <laughs> I mean, probably. But like when they were like, ah ha ha, Potter, like doing this again. And oh then they're God. like, there's like chairs flying and they're all like having like a good time dueling. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it was bad. I, I don't know, them. but like Scorbis, I feel like is a different level from Drury. Cause oh, it's yeah. got all the like. No, they're cute. They're like, friends. It'd be like Dolphy saying stuff like, you two belong together. And Scorpius being like, I don't want to be with anyone except for you. And oh like all these things that are so clear. To yeah. Me. Also, can we talk about that whole like long musical section when they're not allowed yeah. to talk to each other? With and the then staircases like, yeah, moving like the staircase. across and they're like looking at each other, <laughs> yeah, passing like, by. Oh my God. It's like really long too. Yeah. Like and the music is like really sad. And then they're like, <gasps> like it's like, oh it's like reaching it's out. So and sad. it's oh my god, it's just like, wait, what? It's like <laughs> a freaking Raylo moment where like they just can't be together, but they wanna be together so bad. It's, it's so sad. <laughs> it's like a ballet practically. Oh, I love them. They're so cute. I know. It's like, they're like, do we hug? Do we oh my god, the whole thing with the hugging. Oh my god. So I'm just I die. I Love Scorpius uh, so much. He's such a little nerdy awkward. I love him he so much. He is gonna be my future son because he's <laughs> literally like a Ravenclaw Slytherin yes. baby. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Joe sure. and I's child is gonna be Scorpius Malfoy. I swear to God. Uh, I swear to God. Like he's just like this little flamboyant Slytherin <laughs> Ravenclaw. He's just like a hot mess in the most beautiful way. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Uh and the actor that we saw like nailed it. He Same, it's the so same guy. Yeah. Oh, in on Broadway. Yeah, as well? Anthony Boyle. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I like, oh my Did god. Did you see him all three times? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. He's like such a star. Oh my god. I think yeah. he's completely incredible. Like yeah. and I don't think I don't know, but obviously I feel like he's had a lot to do with how that character is, you know, shaped and portrayed. Because no, like he, he I don't is. know if it's in the text or how you imagine Scorpius to be like when you read it, Rizzy, but like like for me, having not read it, like that is Scorpius. Right. You know, like I feel like that's probably a lot to do with just the actor and how he interpreted it. So like, well done him. <laughs> didn't he do something weird? He's like, very croaky, screechy. But oh, didn't he yeah. do that for a reason? I, I looked online like, oh crap, and I read this and it was amazing. Okay, hold on, I have to look. And I don't know if he was more croaky, screechy in the beginning and it got less, but I, I remember in the like first Hogwarts Express sort of scenes with Scorpius. Yeah. And he's very, I don't know how to do it, but it's like, oh, Albus, and I talk like this. <laughs> I, like he yeah, has no. this croaky screech to he his voice. Like, and I was like, oh no, is this happening the whole play? I was like, because since I'd already read it and had my love for Scorpius, I was like, oh no. But, like, eventually I was like, I mean, I like this guy. I don't know if he cha- got less screechy or if I just I think fell just, into it. he made it more of, like, a full person. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a caricature. Like, it was like that is, I don't know, it was, like, just enough, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's, like, um, on the Hollywood Express, he's, like, sweets, they always help you make friends. Oh, or something my like God. <laughs> yes. Weird like that. And he's, like, oh, my God, he's so funny. But it, it just comes out, like, when he's only, like, when he's freaking out. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, a constant thing. I think he keeps it really realistic that way yeah. which uh, I love it so much I love uh, him like, he's such a little dork I know I oh, he's him. the best so it says here okay he said in an interview I played around with the voice a lot I remember seeing this very posh English boy on the tube with his mother I was fascinated so I moved and sat near him so I could listen and I watched documentaries about young boys at eat Eaton and other posh private schools and became familiar with that tone the residents the way they inflect he literally like did research on like posh people and how they like would speak to like what was there like croakiness to those voices or <laughs> I, is it just the accent? Maybe I they don't were teenagers. Know. I feel like he did this. Yeah, specific I voice do wonder if it was like a purpose. puberty. Choice. Yeah, I think it was. He's like listening to teenagers, and so yeah. it just kind of. Really <laughs> I though. loved it. I thought he's supposed it was to great. be like fourteen for most of it, right? Mm. Or like you know, like right in that. It's hole. like eleven to yeah, 14. eleven to fourteen. So that's actually kind of perfect. Like that's yeah. exactly what would be going on. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. Right. Totally. <laughs> 
Okay, next question. What are your thoughts about Hermione being black? This is from Carol Santos. She says, P.S., I love you both. So what do we think about Hermione being black, the casting of the trio, all that? I mean, obviously, super cool. Like, um, I, don't yeah. I actually loved it. Like, yeah. I was so excited about it because... I personally never pictured Hermione as black, but like it's just because we imagine her like as ourselves, right? But then like when I actually thought about Hermione being black, I was like, this is like this can fit like really yeah. well. Yeah, there's and nothing that says that she's not right. Yeah, exactly. The closest, the closest they've got is there's a a line I think in Prisoner of Azkaban when yeah. she like sees herself or something with the time turn, something around that area where it's like her pale face. Right. And that's the only, it's like her pale face. And it's like, maybe it was just paler in the moment because yeah. like she was going Nervous. through stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like she's a white girl. Right. <laughs> right. That because white like, girl. you know, because Ron Weasley, it's yeah. like, he's a ginger. It's obvious. Right. Like Harry, they're like really descriptive. But with Hermione, it's like, she is bushy, mm-hmm. like big, like my mom's hair. Oh my like, God. My mom's not black, but my mom has like, you know, intense, yeah. like yeah, no. Oh, oh I, sorry. I have a correction. It does say Hermione's white face was sticking out from behind mm. the tree. So oh. not but like, as white. But it could we be. could just imagine it was Whatever. whiter, like pale. Right. In the moment, not like Caucasian. I thought it was great. Yeah. I loved the choice and was all for it. I think honestly, like especially now, like if it's not like like Ron obviously is like, right. you know, ginger. But if it's not specific, 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 then whoever I think is like the best actor for the role, yeah. you know what I mean, is yeah. should be cast. Like yeah. regardless of like their ethnicity. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm totally down for it. And yeah. she was amazing. Yeah. I loved her. I I thought she was like iffy actually. Really? Which is funny because everyone I've talked to really loves her. And I think she's an incredible actress. Did you see her all three times? All three times. I think okay. she's I think she's a really cool person, an incredible actress, like obviously. For me, it was she uh played Hermione a little bit harsh, I thought. Like for out of the trio, I think she was my least favorite. And you know, and like I obviously I thought everyone was completely incredible, like the mm-hmm. whole cast. But I thought She's very, like, serious and harsh. And I remember Hermione in the books being kind of very, like, flustered a lot. Like, she gets kind of stressed out and, like, breathless and, like, oh, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I guess you could just say, like, okay, she's, like, 40 now. She grew up. Yeah. But that didn't come through at all, which definitely made it feel a little bit less Hermione. But I don't think that has anything to do with the color of her skin. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, a completely separate thing. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, um, I thought everyone was amazing. I thought, like... The casting of Harry, a lot of people, or not like him specifically, but the characterization of Harry, a lot Mm -hmm. of people had problems with because Mm. of him being like, Albus. Sometimes I wish you weren't born. Yeah. <laughs> and him like saying that and people like Harry was abused. Like he would never say this to his son. But let us not forget that Harry can be like the worst to people he loves when he gets angry. <laughs> Book, five. Book five. Right. It's like <laughs> people are not, are, aren't for like, they're not remembering this one part of Harry yeah. that exists. Like when he gets stressed out, when he like, he doesn't mean to say it. It just He's comes out. He's yeah. yeah. And it's like he immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, regrets saying it. Like, he right realizes away. that he messed up. Like, I actually thought that was very hairy because he didn't grow up with a father. He doesn't know how to be a father. No, I actually agree completely. Like, yeah. I loved Harry. I thought he was completely perfect. Me too. Like, like, 10 out of 10. And I think that's something that Harry would do. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because yeah. he's the kind of, he's a Gryffindor. He's impulsive. He'll just say what's on his mind and then be like, sorry, I didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, like, in a, you know, parent-child situation, you right. can't really take it back. But I thought that was very on-brand Harry Potter. I <laughs> thought it was too. A lot of people had, like, big issues with that, especially huh. that one, like, line about him saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, and it's like he doesn't mean this. Yeah. Like it's not him. He's you know, just impulsive. Yeah, yeah. He immediately regrets it. And yeah. it's the same with like Draco. Draco grew up with a horrible father as well. Like Harry and Draco trying to be fathers, like that's a lot. Cause that was the story I was there for. Yeah, <laughs> totally. me too. I, I loved was like, that. it's it makes sense that they're not good at this. Yeah, it was really interesting to watch. I loved me like, seeing them like grown up and then dealing with their families and their kids. And it was right. just, that was really cute. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Next question comes from Sierra. If they were to turn Cursed Child into an actual film, who do you think would play the characters? 
Dream uh, dream cast. Okay, Tom Holland as Albus, like oh, 100%. Give it to God. me. Give it to me. Wait, that'd be amazing. Come on. You know it's great. You know I mean, it's even great. he is a little too old now. But I know yes, he is great. a little yeah. too old. But, like, just I'm picturing him, like, Spider-Man Homecoming, like, right at the beginning. Right. Like, he'd be such a great Albus. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was God. also Billy Elliot. He knows how to do it. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> But Wait, so who's who's Scorpius? Or do we have any other Albus ideas? Or any other like do we want the OGs? To, I like, always come back want OG as like, the parents. That's the thing. I like I would originally I first thought would be like, oh, we'll get the movie cast. Right. You know, because they like t- they'll have aged into it. And it's right. like perfect, perfect. <laughs> like, yes. Um but then the question is then who's gonna play? Like there was, you know, like the child actors who were cast. Right. You know, so like who knows? Bertie like, Gilbert. Bertie Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know. Bertie Gilbert, like, because he was Scorpius, like, way in the beginning, I was like, this kid's really funny. Like, cut to five years later, and he's, like, this massive YouTube star. But he started off, that's how he got his original following, yeah. is from being in Harry Potter in the epilogue. That's so funny. So, yeah, bring back Bertie Gilbert. I want to see what he would do with that. That'd be uh, yeah. interesting. I mean, he'd be way too old. Oh, wait, you're he's right. Old, well, he's, he's like, like yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, wait, yeah, because they'd be younger. They'd be, like, Ajax when he was movie. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So he's oh, way guys, too old. I don't know what like six year olds do. You know, <laughs> come on, when is this gonna happen? Blonde, personally, blonde young actors right now. Well, let's think like right now, like around right like age. a younger age. Who's like a younger actress? Millie Bobby. <laughs> oh, Stranger Things kids. What yeah. about uh? Little Finn, or little like basically, let's just put all the Stranger all Things kids like in, in Cursed Child. No, the other one, what's his face? The one who plays Will. Oh, he'd be a good yeah. Albus, maybe. No, he and Finn can be Albus and Scorpius. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, let's do it! Oh my god! Like what weird children do we know? <laughs> just, let's just take the whole cast of Stranger Things oh and god. put them in it. Like let's just do it. It would be strange. It would be great. That's what we're doing. That's what my Dreamcast anyway. <laughs> what do you guys think of it like actually being a movie or like I don't know, man. I think they should film the stage yeah. production. I think they probably will. And show it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think they probably I think that's likely. Heck yeah. I think okay, I think they should do that. Mm-hmm. Just like to preserve it. Then everyone gets their parts. Like, good job everyone. And yay. then like and then, okay, because I want I want those OG cast members, okay, you guys? I want them, <laughs> I want them to come back because they'll be able to age into it. And, like, when does that happen? That's true. Okay, like, guys, ah, it's just too good. So, okay, then we're going to It'd be like wait. Star Wars. Yes, Whoa, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And that was amazing. It, I mean, it was. It guys, was cool. Guys, my geekness is a quivering. <laughs> oh, uh, my boy. <laughs> oh, no. Henry asks, where was Edward Remus Lupin? That is the question. Ah, what what year was he in the epilogue? I feel like he was like fifth year. He's older. He was older. I can't remember. When he was making out with Victoire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, look OTP. He just, like, great. So it's, wonderful. It's a missed His opportunity. Blue hair. I love the idea of Teddy Lupin. Yeah. He was yeah. like. I don't know. Where where was he? (laughs) Punk boy who can change his appearance at will. Yes. Oh my god, so cool. Like I wish that he was around and then like one of our characters, like like what if he was with Delphi or something? That would make sense, you know? Like them being like friends together. She didn't go to Hogwarts, right? No, but she like what if she met him at like some punk wizard rock show? (laughs) The Weird Sisters reunion tour. Exactly. Like, it's some weird, like, they're both, like, punky, like, <laughs> blue hair. But yeah. isn't she, like, secretly evil? No, yeah. but she has to, like, live some sort of... This true. I like, think she probably true. was still into, like, punk still music into and punk stuff. Music. Even if you're a little evil, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he was there in, like, the first year, but they quickly fast forward to fourth year, and then he's yeah. graduated, I That's guess. That's true. Also, maybe he was, like, too cool for, like, hanging out with some 11-year-old. Yeah. I don't know. He was, like, all punky and cool and, like, making out with Victoire. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't have time for these first years. I don't know. Like, they go really fast. And yeah. Oh, wait, but also he, he lives with yeah. Harry, doesn't Harry's he? Harry's his yeah. godfather. Can yeah. he live with them? Yeah. He must. I thought He's so. the godfather. That's what it means when your parents die. Oh, yeah. well, guys. 
guys, what are you doing? Where where was he? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like they were all just like running around in yeah. the house. Like, can you imagine like going into like punky Teddy Lupin's room? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it'd be amazing. I oh, oh can you imagine wizard punk aesthetic? Oh. Just as like, oh, I need to redecorate my room. I was just I gonna say, I think I have to go like buy a whole new wardrobe because <laughs> that's my new aesthetic. It is. Wizard punk. And the last question we actually got from like dozens of people, so I'm just gonna just gonna put it out there. Yes. Is the cursed child canon? The questioned and all questions. Yeah. It's like, what do you consider canon? Yeah. What is the definition of canon? What is your personal definition of canon? You can't just make up your own definitions for words, Tessa. I <laughs> the, the dictionary, the Google dictionary definition of canon is uh, one, a general law, rule, principle, or criterion by which something is judged, or two, a collection or list of sacred books accepted as genuine. So technically, is <laughs> uh-huh. canon, but yes. is it canon in our Hearts. Well, yeah, sure. That's whatever. That's called a head cannon. Oh, I mean, <laughs> or a in oh, your heart cannon. Heart cannon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I and even what did J.K. tweet? She tweeted, "The story of Cursed Child should be considered canon." Jack mm-hmm. Thorne, John Tiffany, and I developed it together. But like, we all know she wasn't like. Let's do all this stuff with yeah, time travel. She Mm-mm. just she just stamped her approval I, yes, on it. Yes, exactly. I think she answered some questions. It. Oh my god, guys! Okay, at first preview, one of my friends because um, I know one of the girls who's a little Lily Luna. I babysit her, Brooklyn Chuck. Go see it. Um, but because of that, all the people who were like friends and family were sitting in the same section with like the creative people, and someone was next to the writer. One of my friends was, and in the like intermission, he like turned to her and he was like, "So, um, so what do you think of the the script? Um, like, how do you think you know?" And she knew, but she didn't want to say anything, and she was like, "Oh." It's really good, but I thought it was just interesting, and I think that kind of shows a lot. Uh-huh. Just kind of that it's it was his. I think it's his baby. I think yes. this guy, you know, Jack Thorne, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, Jack Thorne. He wrote it, and I think J.K. Rowling approved it. Right. But I definitely think that has a lot to do with you know if it can be considered canon or not because mm-hmm. if it's the same writer throughout, you know, it's a different it's a different writer technically, and. I mean, clearly everything yeah. you just discussed, it has a lot to do with it. Yeah, um, kind of relevant. In high school, middle school and lower school, I had a friend whose dad was like the great nephew of Bram Stoker. Oh, wow. Something like that. So like he had all of this Bram Stoker Dracula stuff wow. and like manuscripts and stuff of like uh, oh concepts gosh. for a sequel Joe to Dracula. Is freaking out right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my friend's dad took all of these manuscripts and concepts for a sequel of Dracula and wrote the sequel. Holy And crap. so it's like, that is considered canon. Wow. Even though like wow. Bram didn't put his approval on it, he's dead, but like right. it is from his writings and put right. into like from his, right. <laughs> I don't know, lineage yeah. and stuff. No, that's right. so interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. What do you guys like consider Harry Potter canon to you personally? Like for me. Uh, Fantastic Beasts movies yeah. and the books. Anything, I don't even consider the Fantastic Beasts movies. I only consider the, se- I don't even consider the Harry Potter movies. The seven Harry Potter well, books. yeah, I don't consider the movies. Are my only Harry, because J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Man. I don't even <laughs> count Fantastic Beasts either. I just count the seven Harry Potter movies. That's my personal canon. That's what I see as canon. Oh, you said, you mean books. You said movies. Oh, sorry. The seven Harry Potter books. That is my personal canon. So that way, Anything else, any new movie, any new book, any new play, any new TV show possibly in the future, hopefully, yes. Um Yes. <laughs> that would that's fun for me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. As a human, this is like what I like in my little heart. Yeah. And I'm like, this is my canon. So I feel like yes. everyone, instead of being like, this is canon, this isn't canon, you should consider this canon, this is this sucks. Like just, I mean, yeah, it's whatever you want. It's 
yeah. imagination land. It's fantasy. Yeah, but it's like I think. But technically should... speaking, it's canon. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. But I feel like we should just like keep our canons to ourselves. <laughs> oh my god! And just like you know, we have our own little canon and our little love, like our little yes. ships, our little hearts, and we can have discussions and we can talk about it. But like. Don't say anyone who likes Cursed Child is, like, garbage. Don't say that anyone that, like, you know, likes the Fantastic Beasts movies, that likes, like, anything, like, the new Harry Potter games. Like, there's so many new Yeah, things. are the games canon? Right. It's, like, we don't know, like, what is considered, like, well, I mean, we technically do know, but it's, like, there's going to be so many new things. And someone, that might be how they get introduced to Harry Potter. Can you, like... That's crazy to me. Like, someone could play a Harry Potter game, and that's how they're like, oh, Their this intro is cool. into the universe. Maybe I should, like, read the books. And uh, then they're like, where's the ice chamber? Why is no <laughs> one talking about these cursed vaults? Oh, my God. Where's Marula? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, that's crazy. And that's going to happen more uh, and more. It's like when more things are created, people are going to be, like, introduced in different ways. No, I think that's a really good point, because I think kind of whatever introduces you to something right. feels really canon yeah. to you. So you're right. I think that it definitely like varies per person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very Virgo-y and think that like personally I'm like, well, if it's written by J.K. Rowling right. to me, that's canon. And because it's her universe, she created it. This is, you know, and like rules, rules, rules. Right. However, I'm not going to go like bother everyone about right. it and be like, well, that's not right. You can't really, you know what I mean? Like right. whatever it feels right for you and like feels right in your heart, I think that you know, that's your canon, like you said, Tessa. But, yeah, for me, it's, like, this is, like, the baseline is, like, the seven books and then right. Fantastic Beasts, I think, because J.K. Rowling wrote it. Mm-hmm. Like, her specifically, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the movies, she didn't write. Right. So that doesn't count for me. Right. But that's just, like, that's just my personal rule. Right. You know? Right. I I kind of treat canon like Hogwarts houses. Like, yes, there is, like, if you take the Pottermore test and you get this specific house, that's technically your house, but... If you feel in your heart that, like, you are a Hufflepuff or you are this other thing, like, dude, that's you. Go for it. Like, like the thing. Be, like, embrace that thing. I don't know. I just, I I feel very strongly about that in just, like, the Harry Potter or other fandom communities as well. And, like, you know, Star Wars and a lot of people, you know, are the Star Wars books now can. Like, there's all this, these canon questions and I feel like even though there are technical canon, you should, like, be able to have your own canon. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a different, yeah, technical canon and then, like, your personal canon. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't be mean to people about their canons. Like, <laughs> embrace them. I don't know. Yes, all canon. Yes. <laughs> it's like, is Pottermore canon? Is our J.K. Yeah. Rowling's Ooh. tweets yes, canon? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't mean, count tweets either. There's, like, a huge, it can spiral into anything. Right. I don't know. Like, it's... I always thought that Dumbledore was gay because I shipped, like, him and Grindelwald because I shipped, like, all of them. But, like, for some people, they're like, I didn't see mm-hmm. him, so I don't count this as canon yep. because... Uh, it wasn't explicitly written in. Right, right. So it's not, you can't say that that's it's what it canon. is because it wasn't said. I'm like, then you can't say that he's straight either. Because that's not said either. <laughs> it, it is true, but it's To you, like, he must be asexual. Right, it is. It's like, but there's a lot of arguments like about yeah. all of that. It's very interesting. Well, I think the definition of canon is kind of, like you said, even in the dictionary, vague enough that <laughs> any of these things can kind of, like either of those can kind of apply, mm-hmm. you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, what is it? Genuine, accepted as genuine. Accepted by yourself, accepted by right, yeah. the community as a whole. It's right. Vague. Also, accepted love, by the original author. I love that you just like went to like dictionary, like what Raven. a Ravenclaw. Oh my god! I'm like you're like well, if we look up the actual dictionary definition, I'm like well, oh my god. I mean, <laughs> I read about it in Hogwarts history. history. <laughs> that's how you figure things out, guys. If you oh. want to find out if something is something, find out the definition of the something first. Much respect. Much respect to my Ravenclaws. Love. <laughs> you guys (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you everyone for your owls remember to send us geeky or fandom questions or advice to the twitter at fantastic geeks the facebook group or email fantastic geeks pod at gmail.com michaela thank you so much
much for being on the podcast and talking Cursed Child with us. Thank you. This was super fun, like Harry Potter always. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and where can our geeks find you on the internet? On the interwebs. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter, both as Michaela A. Bryce, if you can spell it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a challenge that's a good technique the exactly. best the best thing is that i had to say on the internet because on the way here when we were driving in the car i was like okay michael and then i'll be like okay so say where they can find you and she's like so our address and i'm like no they want to find me no Michaela, on the internet the cupboard under the stairs <laughs> Under Tessa's stairs. <laughs> P. Sherman, Wallaby <laughs> Way, Sydney. Five by five. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. So funny. Well, oh, thank you, Michaela. Thank we love you. you so much. Thank you. I love you, Ravenclaw. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, now let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite fan of your Hogwarts house, whatever you want. And every week we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. Heck yeah. Yeah. This one is from Paul3364. <laughs> they said, I love you guys and this podcast. I literally listen to it every afternoon after school and at school. And I, <laughs> and I told all my my friends about it. Heck yes. I love Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Hamilton. And I'm a Ravenclaw. I've listened to a bunch of other Harry Potter podcasts. Yes, I'm obsessed. (laughs) And this is by far the best one. Oh, Oh. you don't say. Oh, we are now posh. (laughs) I also like this podcast because you're focused mostly on Harry Potter, but also talk about other things such as Marvel and Star Wars. Thank you so much for starting this podcast. I love it. Paul. Paul. We love Love you, Paul. Oh, yeah. Ravenclaw Paul. Ravenclaw Paul. With his friends listening to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Paul, for your comment. Again, if you want to make sure to review and comment on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out. It helps the podcast out. And we really appreciate everyone who has left a comment so far. Yeah. You guys are the best. And I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this Cursed Child episode of Fantastic geeks and where to find them. You are a fantastic geek. Goodbye!